1: and has over 30 years experience of helping people step into their genuine, authentic power, personally and professionally. Matthew. Uh, Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you. And I know it's because you care.
0: For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. And now, here's your host, Gina Gardner.
2: Hello there, and welcome to this week's episode of Gina Gardner and Friends. And today I'm joined by Brendan Kumarasamy. He is an amazing man in that he is the founder of Master Talk. He coaches top executives to become the top 1% of communicators. And we're going to be talking about communication today. It's such an important thing that people are able to communicate um, to all parties in different ways at different times. So, Brendan, a huge welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me.
0: Gina, the pleasure is absolutely mine. Thanks for having me.
2: So, before we get going in terms of communication, tell us a bit about your story and how you've come to do this.
0: For sure, Gina. So, the story all began when I was in college. I went to business school Mm -hmm. to become an accountant of all things, which is very, very much the opposite of what I do today. And while I was studying, I competed in case competitions. Think of it like professional sports, Gina, but for nerds. So, all the guys my age are playing rugby or football or baseball or basketball, I wasn't one of those guys. Okay. I, I did presentations competitively. That's how I learned how to speak. But then as I got older, I started coaching a lot of the students on how to communicate so they would win competitions. And I accidentally developed a skill set in communication coaching. And that's what led to my YouTube channel, Master Talk, because I felt that a lot of the information that was available for free wasn't really that good on communication. And here we are a few years later.
2: So can I ask you before we get started in terms of, of communication, what's the dream for you?
0: Absolutely. So for me, the dream, Gina, is to live in a world where every human being is an exceptional communicator. Because when I was younger, we didn't really have the tools. Like if, if you didn't come from a wealthy family, you couldn't really hire a coach. So the, those resources were unavailable. So a lot of the expertise I've developed over the years was really self-taught. I made a lot of mistakes. I've lots of pitfalls. Whereas my goal is that the next generation doesn't have to go through those pitfalls. So the coaching business that I have really allows me to supplement the media side of MasterTalk so that everyone has access to the information
2: for free. That's brilliant. Because for me, communication is the the lifeblood of relationships, whether that's personal or professional. If you can't authentically speak your truth and get other people to understand what you mean, then that's a difficulty. Now, lots of people think that speaking is the only communication. You're talking about competitions where you'll speak. But for me, communication is not just how you speak, but how you hear, how you listen.
0: Absolutely, Gina. I completely agree. Communication is every moment of our life, right? It's the way that we talk to our family. It's the way that we raise our children. It's the way that we order food at a restaurant. It impacts the quality of that life. And one big piece that you touched upon so well is learning to listen but the problem with listening is a lot of people don't really share practical ideas around that so here's one that i'd love to share called statements versus questions so a lot of us when we communicate gina it's always a ping-ponging of statements i believe this well i believe that well i think this there's a back and forth yeah whereas what great communicators do is they've replaced many of their statements with questions so when somebody says i believe this they often respond with why do you believe that why is that important to you so we need to start auditing and looking at how many questions are we actually asking other people on a daily basis and the answer is usually zero one or two so we need to increase that number
2: I think that's a really great point. And I think for people who are great communicators, one of the common attributes of those is, yes, they're good listeners. And I think we've got two ears and one mouth for a very good reason, but also they're curious. They actually want, they truly want to know why is that important to you rather than going through the motions.
0: Absolutely. So now the the next part of that great point is how do we create genuine curiosity? How do we build up that muscle? Because not everyone has it. So the answer is really simple. Whenever you interact with people, just make a list of questions that you wished other people asked you. And just ask that of other people. So for me, if you ever met me in person, I'm not the weather guy. No one's going to ask me how the weather is like. I don't know. I don't really care. But if you ask me about your dreams, your ambitions, your purpose, that's what I love answering. So that's what I ask other people. So when I ask other people, hey, what are you the most excited about this year? They'll often answer it. I'll be genuinely curious to listen and then they'll just ask me what about you so I get to answer my own questions so that's the key to conversation
2: It's interesting isn't it I think you're quite right that that so many people I believe are so busy trying to formulate their statement answer that they don't truly listen to what's going on. And so it constantly becomes a cul-de-sac of uh, of a conversation rather than actually being on the motorway. And I think the sort of questions that you're asking really create the difference between being in in a a short cul-de-sac, which takes you nowhere, to being on a motorway that can take you to any place you choose to go.
0: Absolutely. I love the comparison. Very well said.
2: So tell me, What's the dream for you, the ultimate dream for you?
0: For sure. You know, I believe the next Elon Musk is a seven-year-old girl who can't afford a communication coach. And I'll tell you a story around that. So, I was watching a video the other day, Gina, and the video was about Taylor Swift, the musician. And she wins an award called Woman of the Year by a company named Billboard, and it's around 2014. And she looks at the stage and says, your next woman of the year, your future woman of the year is probably 13 years old right now. It's probably 10 years old right now. And we need to take care of her. And then what happens, flash forward six years later, Billie Eilish becomes the youngest inductee in Billboard's history to win woman of the year, like the age of 17. And then she gets up on stage she looks at the audience and goes oh i don't know how i won this award and then the end of her speech changes my life she looks at the crowd and says you know uh, i watched taylor swift's speech uh and i was 12 and i had a big dream of being a singer and i loved choir and i loved piano and you all took care of me so thank you and the reason that solidified my why is because the next elon musk doesn't really have the resources to be a great communicator. There might be a 10-year-old girl in Cambodia, and I realized I was the only person in the world who actually thought about that person from a communication perspective. So that became my mission to empower every genius of our society to become exceptional speakers.
2: It's an incredible dream, and it's one that I think is really hugely needed. We're going to explore that, but we've got to go for a short break. So please don't go away. Come back and let's explore how our intentions set now can have a profound effect moving forward and how important it is to communicate those. So, see
1: you in a minute. Meet Rajat. He started his classes' WhatsApp group and became super popular.
2: Hey, yeah, I was always popular.
1: Huh? Timetable changes, celebrating class cancellations, rehearsal updates. Sharing notes, farewells, crying over surprise tests. Everything happens on the group. Rajat may be the admin, but he's never really had to act like one. Except today. Are you really sure that this is true? No, man. It was a forward, so I thought... Rajat patiently explained that such messages could create tension and turn people Hmm. against each other. I mean, it's dangerous. Please don't do this again, yeah? Or else I'll have to remove you from the group. Come, let's go get some dosas. And then Come. it was time for the college fest, yeah? Be like Rajat. Share joy, not rumors.
0: Uh, Ms. Stevens, I just wiped malware off our system. Uh, people have got to stop clicking unsolicited email links and downloading free software unless it's from a trusted source. Sounds great. We need a data backup plan
2: in a separate location in case we get hacked. We need to focus on making profits, not spending them.
1: Learn to protect yourself from ransomware. If you become a victim, contact your local FBI office.
2: Welcome back. I was talking with Brendan before the break about his great dream. And he shared with us the dream of being able to support young people who don't have the resources so they can become great communicators. And he talked about the next Elon Musk. So, having our why and having that big dream, I think, is a really great starting point. But then you have to take some action to make that dream a reality. So what steps are you taking uh in order to make your dream that reality?
0: Absolutely, Gene. It's a fantastic question. You know, I, I, I say this all the time. Vision without execution equals delusion. Right. <laughs> I like so- that explanation. Right. So, if, if you have the right vision, but to your point, you don't create the steps, you yeah. won't get there. So, here's the way that I think about it as a frame. The first piece is, who's already achieved some version of what I want to do in my life? And it's a combination of a few people when I started doing research on this, when I began this mission four years ago. So the first one was Dale Carnegie, right? He's currently the most well-known public figure in the space, but the challenge is we don't really have any videos or podcasts about him because he wasn't born in the right time period of history. He had books, which you, can't really, you can learn how to speak through them, but not fully. Whereas me, I get an opportunity to solidify my body of work in mediums where people can actually hear me speak like a podcast yeah. interview, like a YouTube video, etc. And then the other piece is looking at people who have built strong personal brands in today's era. People like Tony Robbins, people like Lewis Howes, Jay Shetty, Bernie Brown, and looking at how they've been able to accomplish that. So then the last step becomes, what steps do I need to take? So I believe, in t- and this is my thesis, that there's three key points that will solidify a world-class thought leader in today's day and age. The first one is to have a very successful YouTube channel because it's really easy to plug into the mind of that thought leader very quickly, that's one. So I built that channel, that was where I started. The second one is what we're doing right now, guesting on podcasts because you get to hear the nuances of the expert to really see if they're worth their salt or not because now somebody's questioning their ideas so if they can answer those ideas effectively, you know they're a thought leader. And then the third piece is to write a, a best-selling book that can impact a lot of people and last create that legacy long after you're gone. So those are the three main ideas that I work on.
2: So have you written the book yet?
0: Not yet. I'm going to be waiting a long time before I write it because I really want it to be really good. So, I'm, I'm still coaching. I'm still developing my expertise. I'm pretty good, but I'm not at the level where I want to be where I'm ready to write the book though.
2: I'm going to challenge you about waiting until you become the expert because um, my belief is that that you write books for people at the level you are now because they are designed for people who want to uh, aspire to your level. And then having written it, it solidifies your thoughts. You communicate where you are up to. You grow through that process and then you move on to the next iteration of the book. And so as people grow with you, they grow to the next book and the next book and the next book. Well, if you so often, if you want to learn something, if you go to a master, they find it quite hard to identify those little steps that got them there. They can give it to you in broad terms. So, if I want to learn something technically, I don't want a technical master. I want somebody who's struggled a bit and has just who's good enough to teach me what I want to know but knows all of the challenges of getting to that place. And I find that I learn more when it's from someone who's not so hugely developed, but is developed enough to be ahead of me. So something to think about.
0: Love that perspective.
2: Now, communication, let's get back to communication itself. What do you see, um, we've talked about crucial questioning, And talked about um, the fact that, you know, understanding that by looking at what's important to you as a question is useful for other people. But there are many of our listeners for whom speaking in public will be seen as, you know, the kiss of death. What advice do you have for people who struggle to have the confidence to communicate effectively?
0: For sure, Gina. You know what I would say? Everyone's scared of communication to a certain level. Even me, even me, like, it's just for me, the level's a little bit different. So it's, let's say me and you're having lunch and Elon Musk calls me and says, hey, Brendan, uh, can you coach me? I'll pay you $3 million and fly you out. Would I be scared? Yeah. Yeah, I would be. (laughs) Would you do it? Oh of course but I would still be scared I would be shaking on the way there right yeah. So so the fear is always there I think for me the better analogy is not trying to remove it but rather learning to dance with it kind of like a marriage learning to manage that relationship over time So the analogy I like to bring is the boxing match analogy where one side of the ring is the fear and the other side of the ring is the message. The goal is not for the fear to leave the ring, but rather make sure, Gina, that when the fear and the message meet in the middle of that ring and the bell goes off, that your message wins the match, that your message gets the knockout punch. I had a ton of fear around Master Talk. Why did I do it? I was a 22 year old kid when I started it because I did it for the seven year old girl who can't even afford a coach. To your point around books, I had that same mindset around YouTube videos where it's like, well, the next person in line who's teaching this is like triple our age. So this is not going to serve those people. So I might as well create it despite the fear.
2: I think it's really sensible for you to recognize um, and to share sensible is the wrong word, I think it's really insightful that we all feel fear and ultimately our fear is just trying to keep us safe. And ultimately, I think that comes from cavemen and women keeping you safe from saber-toothed tigers or whatever. <laughs> Very often our worry is that we'll look silly and the fear of not being enough or or that we will somebody will make fun of us or reject us stops people from doing things that they're perfectly capable of, but they're paralyzed by fear. And I see it as a continuum. If you think about stage fright, which gets people frozen, and along that same continuum at the other end is the level of adrenaline you need to give a great performance. And so it's recognizing that actually it's one and the same thing. It's the story that you create that makes the difference.
0: Absolutely. That's why... I always love to reframe the fear because a lot of this industry that I'm in is always focused on the fear. Fear this, fear that around speaking. Whereas for me, the question is how would your life change if you were an exceptional communicator? how it impact the people around you, the career opportunities you get, your family, the way you speak to your children, the way that you make new friends. When we're able to create a positive outcome around communication and remember that positive outcome, we start to get excited for the first time in our lives to get better at communication. So in the same way we have goals for relationships or health or finances, why shouldn't we have goals for our communication skills? That's what will get us excited to move forward
1: with it.
2: I think that's really great. And I would say to you, if you're listening, think about communication skills as much bigger than doing public speaking or being on a podcast. You know, you're talking to your partner. And so often that we go into habitual ways of speaking, we use that habitual tone of voice that can trigger not the things that you want out of people and recognize that what you say isn't necessarily what people hear and how you say it is often as important as what you say.
0: Well said. Absolutely.
2: We're going to go into a short break now. When we come back, we're going to continue our discussion on communication. While you're on the break, I want you to think about all of those times when you'd wish you'd been able to speak your truth in a much more powerful way and think about what's got in the way. And we'll see you back in a moment. People are wondering. What's that
0: to Lindsay? She's never been sharper. This basketball star
2: married himself in 1996. Who is Dennis Rodman? Correct. Son of a... She's sleeping better than ever, which the paparazzi aren't thrilled about.
1: <laughs> I miss Lindsay!
2: She's even more productive, trading DUIs for DIY.
0: The verdict is
2: gorgeous maybe it's not what's gotten into lens it's what lindsay's gotten
1: into hey william
2: planet fitness get glowing and feel spectacular
1: Are you or a loved one struggling with addiction? Rancho Milagro Recovery is an accredited drug and alcohol addiction recovery program treating the whole person through their lifelong recovery process. Our process incorporates both medication-assisted treatment and psychological therapy to help all aspects of an individual's mind, body, and spirit. Our lavish accommodation sits on 60 acres of outdoor greatness where your privacy and discretion is our utmost concern. Find lasting recovery and walk away from addiction one step at a time. RanchoMilagroRecovery.com Welcome. back
2: so brendan and i are talking about communication so brendan let's take it from the public speaking arena to the speaking to your children or to your partner to your friends what for you are the you know if you had to give your pearls of wisdom what what for you are the biggest pearls of wisdom that you would offer our listeners
0: For sure, Gina. I'll give you the biggest one, which is learning how to communicate specific boundaries to the people you love. The challenge that we have in relationships, Gina, and this could be a romantic one, a friendship, or even children, a lot of those boundaries are very general in nature. Let me give you an example. So let's say we go to our partner and we say, I need more alone time, which is totally fine to ask for. But what does that mean, Gina? Does that mean you want to be stuck in a cave for two weeks and not talk to anyone and I'm not allowed to text you? Does that mean you just want 30 minutes in the morning to read a book and nobody bother you? Or does that mean you like walking outside for two hours at night so that, you know, let's say you're talking to a partner so that the partner knows to take care of the children for those two hours, as an example. Notice how that one sentence, I need more alone time, sounds simple yet can be misinterpreted a hundred different ways versus being super specific like so hey julia i would really appreciate if i could get one hour every morning to read my book because it helps me calm my mind and show up better for my family is there any way that we work on this together to achieve this boundary so notice how that is very different And you're including why it's important to you. So the partner wants to support you in that way. So specificity is really the key to better relationships.
2: I think that's so powerful. I talk to my clients about the fact that whenever you speak with people, you are creating a new language. I'm speaking the language of apples. You're speaking the language of oranges. We're using the same words, but we have a different blueprint for what those words actually mean and the stories we're going to make up about them. But what you do by you're creating that specific communication is you're creating a third language, the language of fruit that you both understand. And I think relationships, I work quite a lot with with couples, for example, that, that are struggling. At the heart of their struggle Are two things. One are the values and not knowing A, what the values are, and B, what behaviours they need to experience in order to have those values met, and that they fail to communicate those very often because they haven't thought about it at all, or if they have, that they're assuming that the word love means the same thing to the other person. And it Mm. often doesn't. They need to see different behaviours to see that love is being met, if you like.
0: Absolutely. And an example of that that I'm sure you teach your, your clients so well is Gary Chapman's love languages, right? Because love can be expressed in different ways. Words of affirmation, giving compliments to somebody, acts of service, which is doing something for somebody, doing the dishes, gifts, physical touch, quality time. And then having that conversation, even with our children around love languages and friends, really changes the way we see love. Because for me, my main love language is acts of service. So if somebody buys me a gift, I was like, yeah, that's cool, but it's not something I value as much. But having those conversations around those languages gives us a framework and a reference to have more thoughtful conversations around love in general.
2: And I think if people are mindful and really proactive about thinking about these things when they use them, rather than doing it at a habitual unconscious level, it opens up so many more positive possibilities. I'll give you a small example. And I use this example a lot because it's so, I think, it's just so clear. I was working with a couple and we were talking about values and their top value, both of them was love. And so I asked them how do you know you know what behaviors do you need to experience in order to feel loved and the woman said I I need him to buy me flowers and he got very cross and said but I buy you flowers every friday she said no you don't you put a bunch of flowers in the shopping trolley that's not buying me flowers and he thought about it for a moment and he said You know, you're right, there's no more thought goes into those flowers than a tin of beans going into the trolley. What she wanted is for him to choose the flowers that she knew she liked and to hand them to her and say, I love you. Mm -hmm. Very different actions, but actually, once they recognize the need to experience love in a particular way, and that was communicated effectively, their relationship was very different. And I'm giving you one small example. Of course, it was bigger than just that one conversation. But ultimately, I think when we unpick what we mean, the story behind the words we use and share that with other people, it opens communication in a very powerful way.
0: Wow. I love that story. And I I learned a lot from it. So thanks for that, Gina. Great conversation. You're
2: very welcome. Now, where can people find you?
0: Absolutely. And thanks for the conversation. This is fantastic.
2: Oh, it's been my pleasure. Of
0: course. So two ways to keep in touch. The first one is the YouTube channel. Just go to Master Talk in one word. You'll have access to hundreds of free videos on how to communicate ideas effectively for free. And the second way to keep in touch is to attend one of my live communication workshops over Zoom. So you can see a lot of the tips applied in person. on that Zoom call. So if you want to jump in on that, go to rockstarcommunicator.com.
2: Brilliant, thank you very much. I'm building up my YouTube channel and say please, there's there's, uh, hundreds of videos in terms of living your best life at uh, Genuinely You with Gina Gardner. Now, one of the things that we do on every show, uh, we're very proud to be members of B1G1, Buy One, Give One, which is an organization designed to help people uh, who are less fortunate in life in a very constructive way. But it's also about businesses using giving as part of their business, as part of their branding, if you like. Projects are all very well vetted Um, and every cent every penny that is um, donated goes to those projects they have a a different way of raising uh, the money to run the the charity and we invite every guest to choose one of four projects and at the moment the projects are clean water um, education health and the environment which of those four would you like us to donate to on your behalf
0: Thank you so much for the offer, Gina. I'll go ahead with clean water. I'm a big fan of solving that problem. And I also donate a lot of my personal money to to fund that specific one. So I'll go with that.
2: Fabulous. So that will be going ahead. We also donate um, meals to uh, those people who would otherwise go to bed hungry based on the number of listeners. So please do spread the word and get other people to listen. Brendan, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you very much for joining me. We'd love to know what you think of the show and also whether there are any other themes that can help. If you've got a story to tell, I'd love to know that too. So please email me at Gina, G-I-N-A, at Gina Gardner, G-A-R-D-I-N-E-R, and friends.com. And it would be a joy to hear from you. Also, I'm building up my YouTube channel, go to Genuinely You with Gina Gardner, uh, and I'd love it if you could subscribe. Thanks so much for joining me. I look forward to seeing you on the next show bye
0: Thanks for listening to Gina Gardner and Friends, the show that helps you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. To learn more about Gina Gardner, go to genuinely-u.com. If you would like to work with Gina or book her as a speaker, email her at gina
2: at genuinely-u.com.